Welcome back to the Injury Prone Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Edwin Porter, Dr. Physical Therapy, Medical Analyst, and FantasyFullness.com. Thanks for tuning in. Today we have an extremely special guest. They're all special, but this guy's especially special. He is the goat of Twitter. I am, uh, I mean, as towards his content and complimenting him so that he doesn't pull receipts from me in 2025. He is, of course, at Devi Yusuf, which is his name backward, which is Fusu. And he is here today. And I think this is a, a legitimately special guest because he doesn't actually publish rankings. Um, he doesn't put his thoughts to paper unless it's on Twitter. So this is going to be a one-stop shop. We're going to pick his brain, understand how his process goes. But first of all, thanks for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, no problem, Edwin. Great to be here. I'm stoked to hear about your thoughts on some of these rookies coming in. So, I mean, I guess the first question, though, is what is your BMI? <laughs> My BMI? Uh, let's. I'll, I'll be honest. It's. I think it's like 30-something. And okay, so even... then, then at this point, you're. It's safe to say that you probably won't be successful in the NFL. Is that right? That's the only reason, right? Probably not. If you could lower that BMI, <laughs> if you could lower that BMI, I could see you breaking out at a later age. I think it would make sense. No, I'm joking, of course. BMI, right? It's, it's a bit of a joke. It's more of a threshold, but I did want to get your thoughts on BMI. The first time that I saw you talking about it, I couldn't tell if it was sarcasm. I couldn't. Like you've got this undercover way to to make it really difficult to decipher if you're being serious or if you're especially if people don't, aren't aren't familiar with you um but i was i was i wasn't sure so i didn't i didn't comment initially i just sort of let it scroll by because i didn't know whether you're being sarcastic or not so tell me what your thoughts are on bmi i think people's people see bmi and they, i think they're just they're more familiar with it from a medical sense so i think they were a little bit confused but i wasn't I'm not. I'm not using it in the sense to evaluate a player's health, so to say, because we're these these athletes. They're all they're all in great health. So it's just it's really just a number to represent body density or muscle mass or the the ratio of muscle mass to their height. That's what I was using it for, and it's just a way to compare densities from one player to another would you say that it's predictive of anything is it more of a threshold tell me where you for example where do you think that some people on twitter go wrong using bmi i think some are assuming that it was it's there's correlation or it's you know there's a linear relationship bigger is better lower is worse but i think it to me it's just about using it as a filter or grouping certain prospects together you know more more of a threshold a certain number if you're above it you're more likely to have success and if you're lower below that you're probably less likely i mean it probably correlates to other metrics but at, in a way i guess you could say it's a it's just a shortcut it's just one of many you one of many metrics that you can use as a filter or a shortcut to find um you know more successful profiles Absolutely. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Tell me how you got to where you are right now. Cause we were talking before we hit record. I didn't know that you didn't have like a site or even like a free WordPress or something where you, where you put your, you jotted your thoughts down. Uh, you're just on Twitter. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I thought that was super interesting. That's super unique. Tell me how you even started evaluating players in the first place. I guess it was like, I started about nine, 10 years ago, somewhere around there. I just, you know, I just started playing fantasy football in general. And, you know, I guess I was just, I was more just one of those guys on Twitter, just kind of asking all the experts about advice. And I think eventually I just, I guess I got burned by bad advice. So I, you know, I just took it upon myself. Well, you know what, this, this, this fantasy football 
analyst stuff, I mean, it can't be too hard, right? So, you know, I just follow, you know, certain people to just maybe teach myself, you know, to do all this uh, evaluating of this nature. Who'd you learn from? Uh, I think the first, I think the first guy that inspired me just in terms of film watching, I'd say uh, Matt Waldman. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's yeah. 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 I've heard. Yeah. He puts out good stuff. Yeah. He's, I guess he's one of the first guys that kind of inspired me, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say that the way I do it is how he does it, but he certainly inspired me. That How do you, what is your process? What does that look like from the, let's, let's just say one prospect. You're like, all right. I got to look into this one dude. Where does it start? What does it look like? And how does it end? Okay. Well, so, okay. So one particular prospect, I'll, I'll go ahead. And first thing I'll, I'll look at the numbers. I'll, you know, which numbers I'll I'll go, I'll look at his, uh, you know, his market share, his breakout age. You know, I think just, just the general, uh, just the common uh, accepted metrics that you know it seems like everyone seems to be using these days i mean it wasn't as prominent a few years ago but i think in the last few years i think it seems like a lot of people are buying more into um, the breakout age and what is that market share so i I look at that i look at uh how many with this just speaking about wide receivers so breakout age market share draft age how many years they've been in college so you look at that stuff and then you're going into the film study and you're, you have that in your back pocket. You have that in mind while you're watching them, right? Yeah. Okay. So then where do you start in terms of actually watching the film? Do you watch from like their freshman year or do you start from their latest games and move backwards? How, do you, how does that go? The better, uh, the better prospects, the ones with the stronger profiles, they're usually producing, you know, as sophomores or, you know, maybe juniors, but you know, I try not to. I try not to go after uh, prospects that are our late breakouts, like junior or senior. So I probably, I probably look at their sophomore, because a lot of the great wide receiver, wide receiver prospects they're already producing as a sophomore. So the tape is just kind of just to kind of get an idea of where they would win, and how much of that is going to translate to to success or maybe translate to to volume. Because because for me I'm. I'm always I'm always preaching about upside. Chase the upside. If you're you're if you're just looking for someone that is a low floor, you know that you could fill you could fill your team with veteran wide receivers. But when you, for me, I'm I always try to promote in your rookie drafts. Chase the upside. If they're gonna if they're gonna bust, you know you should it shouldn't hurt your team because you shouldn't be relying on your rookie picks that much. Who's the number? Who's the who's the one guy that comes to mind when you say chase the upside? Where that was like a home run, like a grand slam for you. Where you 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 got this dude, nobody else did. You beat everybody else to the punch, and then you're, it's you're reaping the rewards now. Well, I, I guess uh, DK Metcalf. Could be, he could yeah. be one of those guys. You know? He had a he had a slow three. What is it? I don't even know what it's freaking a three cone, four cone, cone seven cone, <laughs> ice cream cone. I don't know what it was. <laughs> bunch of cones and shuttles yeah <laughs> yeah so he was slow with that and people were off of him right is that is that one of the reasons people were off of him i think it was more they thought he was raw and then they kind of they kind of subconsciously used the three cone against him too 
Oh, so they just didn't like what they saw. They didn't have a reason, and then they were like, I don't know, let's look at his three count. I think so. I think that's mm-hmm. a, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just a common, it's just a common thing during draft season. People will just, they'll just equate one one aspect to another and use it as their narrative. Right. Okay. So narrative. Oh, dude, I hate narratives. Trust me. I try not to. I, I try to tell <laughs> as many narratives as I can myself. So when you talk about narratives, that's, that's absolutely I get that. And so you talked about maybe where these evaluators go wrong. Right. Do you think that's the number one uh, fault of an evaluator? The number one mistake is that maybe they just have this narrative in their head of what they think is going on and then retroactively try to apply a metric to it. Do you think that's their worst mistake or what do you think the worst mistake is? Uh, I think so. That's that's part of it. I think just trying to stay with a consensus ideas, and you know, not trying to not trying to create their own original thoughts. Just you know, just falling into the hype and the recency bias. It just yeah, it just seems like every year you know, or just <laughs> people are just falling into recency bias. They don't they don't really have any they don't have any historical context that they keep in the back of their mind they just they just focus on that one single class and that one single off season of all, all the work they're putting into evaluating it's kind of like um you know like what it's more like what have you done for me lately you know you know who cares about the past class you know i'm starting over you know stuff like that so context applying co- historical context and what's average what's above average having an idea of what like an individual idea because they start from you know, the idea of what's consensus. And then they try to, they go in trying to confirm consensus as opposed to letting a a random thought or doubt guide them into something else. Yes, exactly. So then let's get into the nitty gritty, man. I was going to ask you about draft season, but I think people are here to get your, get your takes, get your (laughs) T-A-E-Ks. So let's talk about, man, what are you, who are your top prospects at each position? Let's talk, let's start at the top, right? Quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and then who's this? Who's this Zach guy or Zach Wilson? Right? Isn't that, isn't that your favorite prospects? I don't know. You tell me. Zach Wilson. Um, f- quarterbacks. I don't. I don't really spend too much time evaluating them because the idea is that if they if they're gonna get first round draft capital, I think they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna have a very good chance of be you know fantasy relevant. We don't we don't necessarily need them to be very good. We just need them to be good enough to get the ball to you know our favorite receivers. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And yeah. so receivers is really your wheelhouse, right? That's what I'm sort of picking up. Mm-hmm. Then let's talk about, let's jump to it, man. Who are your top receivers? Give me your top 10, just without any context right off the bat. Do you have a top 10 in your head? Uh, let's go with um, Jamar Chase, Rashad Bateman, Terrace Marshall, Rondell Moore, Jalen Waddle, Seth Williams, Tillon Wallace, Diami Brown, and um, Devontae Smith. Oh, <laughs> number 10? Number 10, is that where we're going? Yeah. Tell me why. I mean, to be honest with you, I haven't looked at anybody else's consensus right now, but that seems like it would be low relative to what I see around Twitter. Is that around where, where consensus has them? Depending on who, what uh, group you're looking at, if you're looking at the the film or the uh, the more draft-oriented guys, they probably have Smith top three or top two. That seems like consensus. I think the more uh, the more analytical fantasy types they probably have them around where i have them probably like outside the top five so tell me why he should be outside the top five for me i i just think that there are there are other receivers that just they have stronger profiles 
and there's I mean and there's a few that I think are pretty s- similar that could that could translate just as well like like so generally I try to group uh, wide receivers uh, that are similar in size so Devontae I, I kind of I group him I'm grouping him with Tillon Wallace and Deami Brown and really his, his size he's pretty close to Deami Brown and I feel like Deami Brown is just as good as Devontae Smith even though they're not they're not their play style isn't exactly alike but I think they're similar in size and you know the athleticism is pretty similar what are your primary dislikes when it comes to Smith dislikes probably he he's a he's a four-year player he's already 22 so he'd be a 23 year old rookie but so was Calvin Ridley right uh well really was a three-year player he was he was older too but that's because he's well he started college older but he at least he was he, he left after three years so um, that's true that's true that's yeah. fair that's fair so what okay so what's your favorite part about smith then what do you do you think that he has upside and if he does what would it be about him that gives him upside i think there he's got pretty good speed so i think he's there's probably gonna be some big plays there some explosive yeah you you heard it here first fusu says that Devonta Smith will be the next Tyreek Hill. Moving on. Who's your next favorite? I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Continue. Continue. I mean, there's some people have used a Deshaun Jackson comparison. I mean, sure. I mean, he could be a Deshaun Jackson, but just Deshaun Jackson isn't exactly an alpha type, you know, wide receiver. He's just so, a he's just a yeah. burner. Yeah, I mean, you could you could see upside it as one or one or two things. It could be it could be volume as an alpha receiver, which I I'm not so sure. Devonte has that, or you can see it as a big play guy. You know, a high, high efficiency yards per reception or yards per target. He could be that kind of guy, but I mean, the question is, is he gonna be that 150 target guy eventually? You know, I mean, if he people have been comparing him to uh, Marvin Harrison, and you know, if he if he ends up with a, a top five quarterback, you know, all bets are off. You know, you're probably gonna go all in, and I might go all in but i mean right now we're just talking about everything pre-graph you know we're just sure, we're just sure. we, we gotta assume that you know we're gonna assume we're assuming everyone's equal when you know as far as what kind of quarterback they're gonna get we're just you know we can't assume one guy is gonna be with a hall of fame quarterback one guy is gonna be a below average quarterback you know we, we just kind of have to evaluate them in a vacuum in terms of situation name the quarterbacks in the league right now <laughs> that you <laughs> you would chop him his his number ten ranking in half to he would you would bump him into the top five, which quarterbacks you know he's drafted by X team with the X quarterback, and that would get you to bump him up five spots. Who are they? List those quarterbacks. Probably uh, Rogers, Russell Wilson. Uh, who else? Have you heard of Patrick Mahomes? Do you know that? Mahomes. <laughs> There's no way that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Try to be realistic. Nah. Yeah, Mahomes. Uh, what if he goes to the Jets? What if Deshaun Watson goes to the Jets, and then he goes there? It's a good pairing because Desh- Deshaun, uh, he, him, and uh, Will Fuller was had a great connection. Oof, dude, so, I love that. Right, Tell I me mean, now, what do you let's let's go back to your top three. Name your top three again, please. Chase, Bateman, and Marshall. Make a case for any of those three make a case that you think needs to be made for any of those three uh i think i think with chase he just he's just uh his 
highlights are just it's just littered with you know being dominant i don't know i know people have been nitpick nitpicking at him lately but you know i think all the good outweighs all the little things that he could improve on you know i mean i don't really see it as a negative you know he's young so i think he give him that pass and uh let's see for with bateman i think people maybe people are knocking him because he plays in the big 12 but i think he just looks he just looks really smooth and effortless out there and he actually i'd say he actually reminds me a lot of justin jefferson yeah yeah he's he had he's getting a similar criticism this year because he played the slot more this year and i think people might be questioning uh, if he could play outside, but I think in terms of um, just in terms of movement skill, just the smoothness that he has, I think I think he's pretty similar to Jefferson. As for Marshall, uh, I think he he's really under the radar because he, he played behind uh, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Uh, I think he has a I think he has a very strong argument to why his production, you know, hasn't been up to par with some of these other uh, top prospects. So I I really like his um, his size, his ball skills, his you know I think I think he's his speed is I think is underrated. He's kind of he's kind of like a T Higgins, but maybe a little a little faster. Of those three, right? That you just mentioned, which one is the most quarterback proof? Like, which one do you think is going to step in and contribute immediately? Which who's the most likely? Uh, I think probably Bateman. Why is that? Why not Chase? I mean, I wanted to say Chase too, <laughs> but <laughs> well, I'm, I'm forcing wanted... you. I'm forcing you. I'm forcing <laughs> you to why. I'm forcing you to answer the question. Why not Chase? Why did Why I did just... you choose in that instance? Bateman. I know we're splitting hairs. I know we are. Yeah, I mean, I go Bateman just for the sake of argument. Uh, he, I think he understands. He understands uh, route running, is in terms of, you know, just pacing when to make the break. Very good route runner. So for fantasy players, who is the dude that they should be drafting this summer? Who's gonna who's the dude? I know it's hard because they haven't been, you know, they haven't drafted, you don't know the situation. I understand things change, but for as of today, of those top ten that you just listed of all those, we can even expand it to ten or fifteen. Which one of those guys are it has the most upside and might contribute immediately? I know you already you already mentioned Bateman, but who else? I think Chase. Chase I think Chase is a pretty safe prospect and he has a upside to uh, a more lower tier guy maybe Seth Williams because he just his quarterback in college was just really awful so yeah I'd say he has a ton of upside because we don't we didn't really get to see him at his best who's the guy that people are sleeping on it doesn't even have to be like top 15 top 20 like who's the guy that you think might even go super late or later than your top 15 or 20, but that you are looking at with like, you can't rank them that high, but you think that they have good upside. I think um, probably uh, to Morion Terry uh, from Florida State. Why is that? Why does he have so much upside? Uh, he's got great size and speed, and I think he could – could immediately step in and become one of the better uh, deep threats in the NFL. And he's, I think he's, he's got some ball skills and some. I like his uh, movement skills. 
terms of how he could he could uh, apply that to uh, his route development. Is some some of his releases on film. I, I I was impressed by it. You know, for a guy his size, he moves pretty well. How big is he? Uh, he's uh, six listed at six four, two hundred ten pounds. Six four two ten, huh? Yeah, he's kind of uh, yeah. I guess you could say he's similar to like a like a Denzel Mims. I think athletically okay. he's pretty similar. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think there. Um, I think I read there might be some off-field issues of, with him that might cause him to fall, but I'm not. You never know how much truth is to that. Right, right, right. No, I get you. So, all right, we will let you go here in a few minutes, but I do want to get some general advice for evaluators in general, people who are evaluating, whether it be how to get your information out, how to communicate that information, what metrics to use, it doesn't matter, you choose. What is your one piece of advice for evaluators out there? And then what's one piece of advice for fantasy players in general trying to uh, understand some of the content getting pumped out about prospects? For evaluators, uh, I would say keep an open mind. Don't uh, don't buy into any of you know any of the fallacies that you've you know that you may have heard for years before you started to dive into your own evaluation. You know, just start fresh and just look for all the little things. What about fantasy players? You know, we're we're playing a game that's really numbers based. I would say strongly side with analytic based, uh, you know, evaluations. You know, try to follow follow people that it just sound just sound smart and know what they're talking about. Just, just kind of. <laughs> Man, kinda that's bad advice because sometimes I feel like I sound smart and I don't. I, I'm an idiot. I'm just saying stupid stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> so just, follow I mean, the analytics right? it's just yeah I would say usually the mainstream big media guys they may not you know they may not know what they're talking about and there's a lot of like there's a lot of underground no name people that I think have, have some of the best you know have some of the best content out there can you just, name one? Do you know of one that you can name right now or no? Name one. Uh, there's a, yeah, there's a guy that he's really, he's not really big. I was just, he was just tweeted earlier and I saw his tweet. Uh, yeah, a guy no one's ever heard of. Is it me? <laughs> Are you talking about me? <laughs> you. It could be me. Yeah. Could I be. probably tweeted something nobody's ever heard of. Oh, this oh this guy he doesn't tweet much, but his uh, his his handle is ZWK Football. ZWK Football. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. look that up right now. He doesn't. He's not very. Him. Yeah, he's not very active. But oh, he's got a he's got a this Twitter app. is literally just a little person. Come on, yeah. you got to do better than that, man. Who else? <laughs> Okay, he. I see right. what you're saying. Okay, he tweeted. Yeah, he does tweet. You gotta tell him if he's your if he's your homeboy. You gotta tell him to change that picture, man. Jeez, jeez. Unless he's trying <laughs> think, to fly under the radar. There you go. All right, no, man. Just, yeah, no. Look, yeah, like a guy like that. You know, he's just here 
he's just here for the analysis. For the yeah, that's a good point. You know, that's a good point. <laughs> no, you know, no, no bullshit. He's here to you know teach you some things, and you can learn a lot from him. But that's I mean, fair. You know, those, those kind of accounts is like those are the kind of accounts you wanna you know you don't wanna you wanna follow you know and you wanna take in their take in their knowledge. All right, I just followed him. Yeah. And when I get a random egg <laughs> pop up on my timeline, I'm probably going to forget why I followed this go. person in the first place, but we'll figure it. Well, I'll, I'll remember that it's because of you. Let me, I'll name I'll name two more. Let's see it. Under the radar guys that I think they deserve um, they deserve some recognition. Jarek Backus. Oh, I got Jarek. I think I follow Jarek. him. Let me see. Let me probably. see. Oh, Jarek. Okay, no. I, he follows me. I didn't follow him. I'm, oh, I'm such a D-bag. I just followed him back. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Did you have another one? Some very insightful stuff. Uh, yeah, let's go with um, uh, Tim Alb. I think that's how you pronounce his name. E-L-B or A-L-B? A-L-B. A-L-B. His handle is T-Alptree. Tree. yes. Yeah. He said Javante Williams, RB1, Rondale Moore, our <laughs> wide receiver one in my heart. Carolina Panthers enthusiast who once used Google Sheets. <laughs> I threw them a follow. Thanks, Tim. Uh, thanks for uh, not following me first, you jerk. So I followed <laughs> Tim, followed back, as followed ZWK. What else you got to say, man, before we get out of here? I appreciate you coming on. Um, oh, I wanted to say earlier, um, draft whatever you – Whatever you do in your rookie draft, make sure you get Kyle Pitts at all costs. Oh, I've heard that before. He's, okay, he's okay. gonna, he's gonna win. What what, ra- what round? What's the highest you take him? <laughs> oh, in rookie drafts, I, I would take him right around wherever Chase Jamar Chase goes. I'm treating, I'm treating really, him, yeah, I'm treating him as a wide receiver. I think he's that good, and I think all the. Every all the angles that you look at his profile from the tape to the analytics, it's it's just high up there. It's just way up there. All right, man. I'm taking him everywhere. I'm, I'm totally, taking him everywhere, I'm which just, is a blessing. I'm totally sold, and I'm telling everybody to get him. So la- last thing, I did want to ask you just for the listeners at the very end, I want them to have your top twenty wide receiver prospect. Can you read those off again one more time? Uh, top twenty. Uh, yeah, with whichever I have. Uh, Jamar Chase, Rashad Bateman, Terrace Marshall, Rondell Moore, Jalen Waddle, Seth Williams, uh, Tillon Wallace, Diami Brown, Devontae Smith. That's all I have ranked right now. Oh, that's fine. That works. That's perfect. All right, man. Thank you again for coming on. Thanks for putting up with me. I had to give you a hard time. So, <laughs> um, I, I hope that this invitation to be a podcast guest means that you will not pull any receipts from me ever and humiliate me in front of my family and my friends because you are the absolute receipt king. So <laughs> just keep that in mind. Other than that, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Make sure you follow Fusu at Devi Yusuf on Twitter. Follow me at FBNJDoc on the Twitter as well. Thanks for tuning in.